Hello and welcome to the Over Underachievers. I'm one of your hosts, Max Joining me as always, giving up another long touchdown pass to J.J. McCarthy. It's Jason Waterfalls. What a time. What a time to be alive. I, If you would have asked me before that game, what, what's the take you feel the, the strongest and the boldest about? It would have been that if Michigan's going to win, J.J. McCarthy is not going to be the reason that they won. And then here we are in a post-J.J. McCarthy, even though... Can we are are we gonna be babies or can we be adults? Are you gonna be a baby or be an adult? You said this I'm, man I'm couldn't throw. He can't. He can't. <laughs> <laughs> are we gonna be babies or are we gonna be adults? You let's tell be, me which let, one. Let's be adults, but I think some accountability is coming gonna be coming back to you after you hold everyone else accountable is what I'm feeling is gonna happen next. Listen, um do I still trust JG McCarthy to throw? No, of course I don't. Absolutely not. If my life depended on it, I wouldn't. I would just go ahead and kill myself because I know it's going to end. But Ohio State, when you run cover zero the whole second half, and then JG McCarthy's dicing you up, honestly, I, okay, okay, let me hold myself accountable. I don't even think it was cover zero. I think it was just man to man. But the Ohio State defense has not been in a second half where they had to like play hard for a long time. So they just did, they weren't equipped. So he did, you know, honestly, he did throw the needle a couple of times, but man, a couple of times, it's just, Andre said in our chat, it's just a Michigan player running downfield with no Ohio State Buckeye in the frame. And even JJ McCarthy can't screw that up. So credit to him, I guess. <laughs> and the stats aren't like revolutionary. He's 12 for 24 for 263. Now for JJ McCarthy, that's incredible. Sure. With three TDs, you know, so it's, it's just, I have been calling this Ohio State team as frauds yep, all yeah. year. But the Big Ten's just terrible. Uh, Except for Michigan. It's fine. It's fine. It's not it's fine. fine. Like, is this is this where you're going to try to throw shade at my beloved Illini and, and the money they've made me this year? Because I'm not going to say Oh, no. That. They've made me a lot of money, too. And J.J. also put up 200 yards on them in a 1917 win a couple weeks ago. So, yeah, it's... I I just I'm, my my point is more about Ohio State and like sure. the games they played. They didn't play anybody of sustenance this no. year except for like Notre Dame and then Michigan. Yeah, yeah, and it, that's the, that's the problem. Is I think the rationale is like tired. Just play two games a year that matter, and just make sure you're there ready for those. Wired is maybe you play more than that, so that when it's time to play a big game, your pants don't fall down around your ankles and you trip and like get a concussion. Uh, Ohio State was everything everyone worried they were. Yes, um, and I can't believe that it went as poorly as it did. But yet here we are. And uh, leaving that game, did you feel more impressed by Michigan or more underwhelmed by? Uh, Ohio State. Ooh, that's a good distinction because I already th- thought Michigan was good and Ohio State was bad. I think that the answer is the the ability to throw the ball is has been seen. I'm not saying mm-hmm. it's there all the time for Michigan and JJ. So they're going to need that. Let's put it that way. Because the run game is incredible. The blocking for the run game is incredible. But that's not going to be good enough against Georgia and then if like if they play like TCU or USC you're not going to be able to run the entire time when TCU and USC are putting up all kinds of points even if the Michigan defense is better against better than other defenses that those teams have been playing coming up whoever they play in the college playoff they're gonna have to throw the ball so this was a good test of that I believe I kind of want to see I think I really want to see Michigan USC because it will be the worst collision of oil and water ever just because you have two <laughs> diametrically opposed, not even just in football, but just in life, people who see life differently, see the world differently. I want to see how that comes together. But yeah, I think. Um, well, also, I don't want to see USC TCU, and I don't want to see Michigan Georgia as the first no. game either. So I'm not in the first. I'm, no, I don't. I'm see fully that. on board with with you. I am currently squatting on a take that I think I'm writing about for tomorrow on the newsletter. And I'll just give you the thesis statement and you tell me if you agree or disagree about it. Um, it's organized around uh, comparing Big Ten teams to characters from the OC. And it all stems from, I think Ohio State is the Luke of the Big Ten because they're really good at uh, sucker punching people and saying, welcome to the OC, B word. But then when like times get tough, 
and like they have to really saddle up and be like a tough guy, they're just not able to do it. Thoughts on that? I like it. I think Marissa is better. Okay, I've actually I've actually got Marissa as Maryland because <laughs> just very dramatic, very messy, self-destructive because she can't defend herself, but it's a fun time while it lasts. Isn't that Rutgers? <laughs> no, I, <laughs> Rutgers didn't didn't uh, rank in this conversation. Rut, they, well, they Rutgers Rutgers is uh, who is who is the Marissa's younger sister at first and then got replaced. You're asking me to know who the teenage sister of. Yeah, you, I'm not you falling addri- into that trap. No, you addressed this recently. It's Caitlin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Caitlin is the name, but who's the actress? Oh, I don't know. You know, we were don't talking know. about it. You were talking about it recently. It was um, Shailene Woodley. Oh, that's right. That's what it was the uh, pre jailbait version of that actress. And Correct. then they're like, we do need her to be more jailbaity. And Jalen Williams, like, for those reasons, I am out. So I don't know who her name is now or what her name was after yeah. the fact. But, but yeah, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to work that out a little bit. I feel very confident that, uh, that the Luke one fits Ohio State. You know, puka shell ne- necklace, um, uh, collared shirt unbuttoned, washboard abs. But when, like, it's a street fight, they're running for the hills. And that's what Ohio State feels like right now. Do you think – do you it. also think, um, like, some of college football Twitter that Ryan Day should be fired immediately? No, but that's been hilarious. That's, that's, in, that's incredible. <laughs> Well, I mean, it all take. stems from like uh, Harbaugh saying he was born on third and thought he hit a triple. Yes. Is that true? Of course it is. Absolutely. Yes. Definitely. You took over from somebody that was running an illegal, extremely productive <laughs> uh, program. Sure. Sure. So, yeah. Is it's, he 6,002? Not... Yeah. But I still want to fire him. Like, no, <laughs> come on. Who are you getting here? Did you see the article on The Athletic that said Mike Rabel should go to Ohio State? Are just are we on drugs now? Is that just what it is? We're just on drugs. I don't even think it's about accountability. We're not just on right. drugs. Brian Kelly went from Notre Dame to LSU. Jimbo's not getting fired and making a bajillion dollars. Lane stayed at Ole Miss for nine million dollars a year. Anything could happen. Okay, let me. Since you brought up Lane, since you brought up Lane, I'm ready to talk about it. <laughs> Did you buy the explanation of I? didn't want to tell everyone that I was not leaving Ole Miss because I thought that would be a bigger distraction than letting it hang out there and people wonder if I was going to leave Ole Miss. I still believe, first of all, no, I don't believe that. I believe there was a third team. I don't think he wanted to go to Auburn. I think he was using his leverage to get his Mm -hmm. Ole Miss contract. And I think there was a third team besides Ole Miss and Auburn that was really more at play behind the scenes. You think it was Nebraska? You think Lane was like, it's so freaking flat out there. I still think it was Texas A&M. And they have that zoo, I think, still. And it's flat. It's so nice. I could crush out there. And the Great Plains? Come on. I'm not not taking shots at Nebraska. We're just not even going to talk about them. That's not... I like that it's flat. You know what? (laughs) I, I feel like Omaha is like Oklahoma City, but without 100 miles per hour of wind. At all times. Omaha is a lovely place. I really enjoy it. I, love I have a lot of years. wind where I live, so I'm not able to comment on this. People don't realize how oppressive wind is when it just <laughs> won't go away. <laughs> it is. When, it's, when you step out of the car, Jason, and like all your bags and paper, all your important papers that you're always carrying, they're just flying in the wind. That's Put not your a, papers in the bag? What are you doing? No, they're important, so I have to hold them, you know? <laughs> but the wind hits you, and you're like, God, this is terrible. I hate this. That's Oklahoma City, basically, is what I'm saying. Um, okay, well, let's go ahead and get to, uh, you know, it's conference championship weekend. So I feel like we should uh, talk about that and, and whether or not we have some overreactions or underreactions on that. You know, uh, this isn't an official over-under, so please don't write this down, um, and we won't report this to IRS. But I wanted to ask, you know, of of the big boys, of the big matchups, I'm talking about Utah, USC, TCU, K-State, uh, Georgia, LSU, Michigan, Purdue, Clemson, UNC, over-under on upsets in these games. I'm putting it at uh, 0.5. You're taking the wow. over-under. 0.5. I'm going to have to – if I'm betting money on that, I'm going to have to take the – over because okay. the likelihood of there being one is pretty pretty good right sure of course um i think i know my, my heart is asking for chalk i want usc tcu georgia and michigan to win so that there's no way that alabama gets into this thing okay i also like these four teams in here i don't think that and this is like the number one comment on this side of the argument going around. So this is not an original thought. You shouldn't get penalized for playing in a conference championship game. Yeah, I agree with that. Because, well, obviously Ohio State is lurking at five and then so is Alabama, right? 
I do wonder about this Utah-USC game and this Kansas State-TCU game. Those are the two. I think Georgia, obviously, is going to be fine against LSU. That's what I believe. Michigan, (laughs) Purdue sneaking in there. Shout out to my Purdue friends out there. That's going to be an interesting game. And that's the nicest thing I can say about that particular game. Listen, just to further spoil what I'm writing tomorrow, I've got Purdue as the Volchek of the OC because they're only interesting in as much as they ruin things for the more main character parts of the show or the conference, right? Because you don't care about Purdue, but when they're playing top two, when they're playing like number two ranked Michigan, now I'm interested, now I'm watching. Cause well, when, beat when Tennessee beat Purdue in the bowl game, that's that's how we count it because that was a touchdown, okay? Okay. So for the record, Tennessee beat Purdue in that bowl game, but Purdue played really well, and that was a Tennessee team that was coming along at the time, right? Honestly, I don't know what you're talking about, when you're talking about. I can tell this matter to your brother a lot. That's all I know. <laughs> and my friend. Uh, <laughs> was this last year? Was this six years? I have no yeah, idea. It was like the was. Music City Bowl or whatever it was. And it was like a shootout. And it like went nuts at the end of the game. In the last five minutes of the game, there was like 1,000 points scored. And there was a ba- there's a bad referee call. Uh, but yeah, I, I, this Purdue team, who else were they going to send? Like, I know we're going to talk about Luke Fickle of it all, but there, it, it's just. It's embarrassing that Wisconsin is not just winning that side of the Big Ten every single it, year. It's embarrassing that it's such a one-sided conference that is just doesn't it's matter. It's embarrassing that it's only a two-team side. entire conference in football. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Except for Illinois. We love Illinois. Now, so you said, uh, I don't want someone penalized that they're playing in a conference championship game. That being said, Jason, if USC loses for the second time to Utah, don't you have to make the case that Utah has to be in over USC? No, Utah's not. That's back. the problem. Utah's not getting in. I know, but if if they they beat them twice, USC cannot be in the playoff. I know. So now Ohio State's going because USC made their conference championship game. Yeah, yeah. No, it's the it's the lose early or you get in trouble. Like that's the only way to do some of this stuff. It's broken and it's stupid, but it exists. I don't see USC losing to Utah again. That I I watched most of that first game. That was such a unicorn unicorn event because it was at Utah. It was after. I think they were honoring a couple of teammates who had passed away or something. So it was yep. so freaking emotional. The, the environment was insane. It was a it night was. game in Utah. They Utah looked like world beaters. They looked incredible. That was actually a really, really fun game. And yeah, there was definitely some um, tribute stuff going on that game with extra emotion. Now, does a TCU only uh, being favored by two and a half points, does that worry you at all? Yes, I think that's probably the one. I also think that USC is going to beat Utah, um, but but the TCU Kansas state one is, is the one that I really, really am rooting for TCU. And I think I'm going to bet them and minus the points, but it is a heart bet because I have no idea because what if Kansas state does this? And I think that they are capable of it. Yeah. I th- it, Cause it feels like in a lot of ways, uh, Kansas state is just fly over Purdue because they just do this all the time. They just beat at the, at when, when you're laying your plans and you're like, okay, uh, all that has to happen is this, this, and then someone has to beat Kansas State. Kansas State always beats them, always wins and screws everything up. And so I feel like this is a perfect opportunity. That being said, I, I was impressed with how TCU came out last week. And it was like, I don't know, Ohio State. And it was like, it's 42 to 5 um, with six minutes like to go in the first quarter. So I can see them taking care of business and just being a juggernaut. Um, yeah, the only, the only difference, and this doesn't matter for the playoff, was I would really love to see North Carolina drop. I don't know, like a yes, 50 please. burger on Clemson. Yes, please. You know, if they could yes. go triple digits, I would also be into that. Just you know? in case TCU and USC lose, and then somehow Ohio State, Alabama, and Clemson get in, I'm going to really freak out in that situation. So hopefully that doesn't happen. But let's just close out this Clemson year. Let me ask this. If if the devil came to you right now and said, Jason, I... I'd Will, say, not in my house, devil. Okay, after that, and he's like, hey, we're chill here. I'm or trying she. to give you a gift. Or, or they, they, whatever. I'm not judging. I don't know what they are. I just want to respect. I mean, do you want to respect the devil? That's a whole different conversation, you know. Uh, did they have the right to, you know, certain um, uh, politenesses and uh, 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 aspects of society? It. I don't know. But if the devil entity says to you, I will give you this weekend the joy of watching USC beat Clemson by 100 points, okay? In exchange, I'm going to need six months off your life. Six months. No, I don't Do think I'm doing that. that. No. It's 180 days. 180 days 
to watch Dabo Sweeney for four hours look humiliated. <laughs> I think I'd do it. I think I'd do it. I think they're already humiliated, to be honest. No, I, I needed him. It, this isn't even about what he said about Tennessee. It's just the hubris of like. What do you he, say about Tennessee? Remember, he was like, hey, Tennessee was uh, already putting themselves in the playoffs and forgot oh. to show up for, for South Carolina. Meanwhile, they got beat by South Carolina, yeah. which I thought was hilarious. <laughs> Incredible. Thank you, God, for letting me live in this moment to experience that. But I think I would do that. I think if you said eight months, I think I'd think about that too. I wouldn't do a year, but eight months off my life to watch Dabo Sweeney get humiliated on TV, I'd sign up for that every day of the week. I mean, think about it. If they wouldn't have lost to South Carolina, their only loss would be Notre Dame. God, and they're they're just not good enough. They are not good enough. And this is we are in full corruption and corrosion of that program. I think right now, uh, Georgia seventeen and a half over LSU. You feeling frisky with that? I'm not. That's a lot of points. I don't know what to do with that one because Georgia, let's say, puts up, I don't know, thirty five, mm-hmm. right? And now all of a sudden, LSU is gonna you know gonna be at seven or fourteen, and then could they get a trash touchdown to get to? 21 or even to get to 20 like that's i don't know i have this as like 35 14 you know but i do think so you like it then andre's not going to be satisfied unless georgia beats lsu by more than what tennessee beat lsu by that's the only way this is a win for him. And I understand that. And I think they might do that, actually. I'm, listen, pretty, I'm pretty sure Andre does not care what the score of the LSU-Georgia game is, as long as Georgia wins, because it's it's what comes next. It's not this LSU game. Mm, okay. If they don't uh, beat the Tennessee margin, that's what he will say in the text thread. But if they do, Correct. he will say just another way. No, he'll say at least they threw their uprights in the Tennessee River. That was fun <laughs> yes. for a few days. And he's right. He's not wrong. Um, I've 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 not been a believer in this LSU team. I I gently um tossed out in the text thread, what if Texas AM's better than LSU? And lo and behold, it actually happened. I was um, not on your side on that one specifically. I, it just it, had all the makings of Texas AM has too much talent, Jimbo's got too much to lose, and LSU fundamentally is not that good. I don't think, I think they got hot for a little bit. So I think that, um, I think they did get hot for a little bit, but that's kind of how Clemson's been playing this season. That's kind of how a couple of these teams have been playing this season. Like it, it had, you had some down days. Uh, Kansas state was really like this. They lost to Tulane and um, I'm blanking on who else they lost to, but um, TCU, you know, but they won their other games pretty handedly. Yeah, Kansas State, man, I, I, honestly, any result, I, I believe. Nobody scores a point. Everybody scores 100 points. Somebody dies. Somebody's resurrected. You could tell me anything with Kansas State, and I'd be like, that sounds like a Kansas State game. They're kind of like Oregon in that way. They're just like, God, what, if, what is happening with y'all? What if your devil came to you and said, you have to bet one of these games against the spread? Which one are you picking? Is it Georgia? Yeah, it just because they're the ones I trust the most, even though that's a lot of points. I just there's nothing scarier than Georgia in a big game. Honestly, nothing scarier than Georgia in a big game. Like whoever they draw in the first round, whether it's TCU or Michigan or you, I don't care. It's just going to be an annihilation. A total I think annihilation. I think mine's SC minus two and a half. But does it bother you that they just refuse to play defense? Does that scare you in that scenario? No, because I think they can score a bajillion points now. This late in the season. I do like that they've just been like, look, we're not going to pretend anymore. We're not playing defense. So just do your thing. Give us the ball back and we'll see what happens. And it's worked out. It's worked Big, out 12, really well. Big 12 West. Lincoln Riley. Are we talking enough about the victory lap Lincoln Riley deserves? I don't think we are. Does he deserve a, a victory lap? Yeah. Left Oklahoma. Uh, completely uh, transported an entire new roster players to USC and have them in the playoff or on the cusp of the playoff. I think it's pretty impressive. He went from Oklahoma, mm-hmm. correct, to yep. L- to L.A., and yeah. now drives a Ferrari as his car. Is that true? Yes. What's the, ser- what's the situation where, in your life, Jason, you're like, I think it's time for a Ferrari. I think that's the move for me. <sighs> it would happen faster than you would think, but it's, it, we, are, we are not close to it right now. But what would have to happen? Like just, like, just paint a picture for me. What needs to happen for you to be like, I'm pulling the need, trigger? I just need the money. Just the, So if you just had like... Uh, if you win the lottery, boom! First move is you're getting a Ferrari. I'm giving everybody a little little taste. Okay, sure. depends okay. on how big the lottery win is. And oh then, my yeah, god, I'm... we get it. You're a good person, et cetera, et cetera, <laughs> exactly. whatever. You gotta say it. You gotta say it. <laughs> and then I'm getting a Ferrari. Absolutely, that'd be like one of the very first things. Probably a lake house and a Ferrari. I don't think I'm ever getting Ferrari on any timeline. I just don't. That just doesn't speak to me. I don't understand that. You know, 
No, here's what it is. Because I sound like I'm better than that or I'm not like materialistic. It sounded, I'm, it sounded I'm exactly like that. <laughs> I think if I can just like therap, uh, therapy myself for a second, I think it's a fear of like breaking a really expensive fancy car because I'm too stupid to understand how to drive it properly. Oh, I, I probably would need lessons, but uh, it's going to happen. Like if I win the lottery, I'm getting a Ferrari. There is there is zero percent chance that doesn't happen. Wow, I didn't realize you were you were a big Ferrari guy. I just, I, I mean, yes, I should have known because F one stuff, but I just didn't. I didn't realize that's where you landed. Got, so you love Lincoln Riley. I've mean. got four Ferraris. I've got a remote control Ferrari, a Lego Ferrari, a Lego Ferrari, and another Lego Ferrari within eyes reach right now. Do you go Ferrari before you go for driver? Like this is my driver, and he drives me everywhere now. The idea of having a driver where I can just work or read or do whatever I want—that's <laughs> that's pretty interesting to me. Honestly, I kind of like driving sometimes. You kind of like, yeah, I do too. Especially uh, if it was a Ferrari. I would not I would not be having a driver in my Ferrari, but I might get one of those conversion vans and make it like real pimped out like Mark Wahlberg does and then have my driver drive me in that. Is having a driver drive your Ferrari with you in the weird back seat? Is that the weird? <laughs> There's no weird back seat in the one I'm getting. <laughs> I kind of want you to win the lottery now. I think it's official. Uh, I'm, I'm pulling for that. So if you won the lottery, you're not, sports car is not high, high up on that list. Just pull no. that trigger. My my dream my Ferrari has always been a lazy river, you know. Well, yeah, just like a lake house is 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 the other thing that's a no, one I one said, A and one B. I said lazy river, and you said lake house. Like those were the same things. Those are not the same things. <laughs> I saying, understand, but I want a lazy river at my lake house. I will indecent proposal all of my neighbors around me, <laughs> not in a sex way. I'm just be like, <laughs> I don't What's... know. That's not in a sex way. What? The, the, I will say here, here's an indecent people... amount of money. For you to get out in six hours with all your stuff, because this is mine now. Are you taking it or are you leaving it? So everyone's gone, and now I can run this extravagant lazy river uh, without having so, to uproot myself. So just to, okay. So you want to stay in your house that you're currently yes. in and yes. install a lazy river there? Yes, but I need space on you know both sides um, and kind of behind a little bit. So I just want to clear everybody out. Uh, huge fence, huge fence. I, I think you're describing could, Mark Zuckerberg. Don't, don't, don't do that. First of all, <laughs> he doesn't have the imagination for Lazy River, but I asked Ashley if we could uh, fence in the front yard and, <laughs> like, and she was like, no, you can't. That's a bad move. I was like, but isn't it a good move? What do you, what do you need it fenced off for? Just, just the, for, the fortress I just field? don't like how open it is. I just like, anybody what, what do you do? What do you do out there? What? Are, I, nothing now, but if they I can fence, see your I, grass I in everything. their windows, like <laughs> what, what actually you? jokes on you. I don't have grass in my front yard because of my lawn guy. He seeded it incorrectly last uh, season. So we're working on that this season. Weapons or um, fists. But I just like, I don't know. I just like a little privacy, you know? So I'd go lazy river and then fully ensconced fortress fence around my property before I'd go Ferrari any day. Now, easy. now, now you're easy. messing with the sun angles on the lazy river, you know, with this, with this whole fence situation. It's heated. Doesn't need the sun. Next. <laughs> I thought of everything, man. I, I honestly have. Um, okay, let me ask this. I, I want to do. Um, I want to do a versus segment, and I'm just going to toss three scenarios at you, and I want you to pick of the two, like who who you're riding with. You know, if we don't like, agree on these, it's like we could we could have a friendship reversal. The, oh these, man, these, these can't be clearer. Okay, I'm stunned right now because one of them in particular, I'm like, I don't know. There's not a good option here, so I'm I'm excited to hear what you have to say. Let's start in the Big Ten since we were just there. Um, two big hires in the Big Ten: Matt Rule uh, to Nebraska, which I have to remind myself that Nebraska is Big Ten, uh, and then Luke Fickle to Wisconsin. Um, first, which which do you think is the better fit? And then tell me uh, of the two, which uh, choice do you like better? Luke Fickle, absolutely, hands down, is the better fit. I can't believe that this wasn't even like getting rumored earlier when they got rid of um, Paul Christ, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. I didn't hear any names like, oh, this is who Wisconsin's going to target. Now, a lot of speculation was that Jim Leonard was going to get a chance to take take over. Is that his name? Yeah, Jim Leonard? Yeah, yeah. The the former Jet safety. It was weird because he went like four and three, I think. So I was like, is that good enough to take it or is it not? And but it that should clear. still be blamed on, you know, recruiting and yada, yada. Sure. But he, he's beloved in Wisconsin is my understanding in Madison. But Luke Fickle seems like an absolute fit for this situation. And he also seems like a great coach and waiting an extra season um, seemed like this allowed him to to go there and, and for this to happen. And he seemed like more of a Midwest guy as opposed to an SEC guy. So mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. think that this is a huge win all the way around. Matt Rule has that Carolina Panthers taint on him mm. right now. 
Now, you mean, you mean taint? Do you mean the body part or like the metaphorical idea of a stink on someone? A or metaphor, both. both. <laughs> <laughs> um, I knew that that would trigger you. Yep. <laughs> I'm not a fan, man. He did. Why? A, he, he, what specifically? It's just something's off. It's a, it's okay. a vibe, it's a vibe check thing. Like with Dan Campbell, I'll let him coach my team and them lose over Matt Rule coaching my team and winning. I don't I don't disagree with you because Matt Rule feels like the kind of guy who um talks with his mouth full and there's always food on his shirt. And I just don't like that for me. That's not what I would choose for me. And I also think I, I think Matt Rule, I think it's underrated what he did at Temple, underrated what he did at super underrated what he did at Baylor. Um I think it's underrated how bad he was at Carolina. I do think he's a good college coach. I'm always, I, I wish I had more data on this, but I, I'm always skeptical of the NFL coach who comes back to college because I just feel like there's a difference of worldviews suddenly. Um, and I don't know how much he's going to be uh, interested in doing like the recruiting hustle. So I think he's a good coach. I just continue to think Nebraska is always going to be at odds with itself because it it needs to be a corn fed run the ball. It needs to be what Michigan has turned itself into. Correct. You know? Correct. Which is and that is not going to be Matt Rule, and then no. I don't think that's going to. I don't think the spread offense in in, in Lincoln is going to work. No, it, I, I don't think it is either. Where is, and so I think you're right. I think Luke Fickle flew under the radar because I think he passed last season. So it's like maybe he just loves Cincinnati. Maybe that's going to be the move for him. Um, so I like Wisconsin poaching this because I think he's a great coach. Um, he's obviously got the the bona fides, but um, I think this will be a great way to check. Is he just the latest beneficiary of a Cincinnati program that has had a lot of good coaches come through, or um, is he legitimately a good program coach? And I think he's a good program coach, so I think this is going to be great. Because you've hire. always said that you like Tommy Tuberville at Cincinnati more than you like Luke Fickle at Cincinnati. You've always I said that. I have never said that uh, <laughs> ever, but I do like Tommy Tuberville commenting on Hugh Freeze and his status as the Auburn head coach. We'll get there in a minute, but Lord Almighty, just a couple a holes talking about a hole stuff, you know. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, let's go. Uh, let's go. This next verse is Kyler Murray and Russell Wilson, and this is a real barn burner because this is I the don't one. No, yes, I don't. The know next what to one's do more here. of a barn burner than this one. Oh, okay, interesting. We'll get there. We'll get there. But who you like between Kyler Murray and Russell Wilson? Both short quarterbacks ensconced in controversy russell wilson can't score kyler murray either plays too many video games if you believe his first contract um or uh, if you believe patrick peterson is kind of a butthead teammate so um where you landed on this one absolutely kyler and and, and i'm only picking kyler in this situation i'm not picking russell wilson the man is broken the man has turned into a, a robot that needs a software update it's bad man it's, it's real bad. It's real bad. And I'm starting to feel sorry for Russell Wilson. I'm he's, not. Because he's I still am. posting he's, stuff like him walking in, like slow motion walk into the locker room when he can't put up more than eight points in a game. And it's like, read the I room, get it. my guy. Yeah, but the, I feel bad for him in a way that I feel bad for Kanye, but not in the exact same way. Like, okay. these people just have nobody around them that is telling them of any type of reality check. And now it's just too far. It's too far gone, is what I mean. I'm not saying Russell Wilson's going too far. He's clearly not doing enough. But you cannot change who Russell Wilson has made Russell Wilson into. It, yeah, he's an right. ent- He's an entity that he created. That's where I get the, the Kanye thing from. There's no stopping it at this point. And now he has a $2 billion contract with the Broncos. What what is what is more difficult to figure out? Getting the Broncos getting rid of Russell Wilson or Texas A and M getting rid of Jimbo Fisher and getting a new coach? That's good. I think it's Russell Wilson because of all that dead cap money. It's because, so much, and it, I know they. He has to be there next year. He has to. He just has to. That's kind of like Aaron Rodgers. Like Aaron Rodgers, people can talk about maybe he's going to go to the Jets. He's going to be in Green Bay because of all the dead cap money. No one's just going to willingly do that when it counts against the cap. But yeah. Yeah, I think you're right because I hadn't thought about the you. Everybody needs a line stepper in their crew just to be like, "Hey, you're trash," and step over that line that no one else will cross to keep it real with you. And you can tell when people don't. And I think Russell Wilson's been there for a while. I think Kyler Murray is getting there pretty quickly. Watching Ian Rappaport on Pat McAfee's show try to delicately say Kyler Murray has short man syndrome was one of the funniest, I don't know, three minutes of uh, a video I've seen this year. Um, but that definitely feels true. 
And it also, because I think what he was saying was Kamara is going to have a hard time with everybody because he's hard to work with. He's difficult. And uh, Patrick Peterson came out, who I don't know that he's the most objective source, um, but he said the only person Kyler cares about is Kyler, which tracks and makes a little bit of sense given his behavior. But man, it's just... I, and those are all the same things that are being said about Russell, especially by his ex-teammates, right? Like the yeah. the comparison that I, I know you're making here is like, it's very similar. It's way different on the personalities. One's very stoic. And then the other one is just like unbridled, if that's the right word, positivity that is just not working, you know? Yeah. Unbridled positivity to the point that it feels um, not fraudulent, but it feels like malevolent. It, it almost feels like there's something sick happening. You know, that's my point. A, <laughs> it's very, it's very, the, soft, the software is broken. He wrote his own software. Okay. So I'm with you because I think the case you can make is maybe someone can get through to Kyler. Maybe someone can speak some truth to him where it's gone for Russell. I, yes, I think that Kyler is going to have a hard year for the rest of this season. Maybe he has a hard year next year. And then I think he's going to be like, all right, I want to be successful. Let's do this. Oh man. I, I don't bet on it. Well, I get it, but like that's that could be the mindset. Now, whether that works out for him and then he earns that success, I don't know about that. But with Russell Wilson, he just get ready for the injury announcements. I was injured all season. I didn't want to say anything. You know, that typical thing. And Russell Wilson's not the only one that does that. Lots of people sure. do it. But we're going to have that. We're going to have, you know, spin zones after spin zones from Russell and his camp. Like, th- th- this is weird, man. This is really really weird this russell wilson situation i just feel bad for uh broncos fans um two follow-ups do you think cliff kingsbury is quite quitting and why is the answer yes no not everything is like not everything is quite quitting not everything is anxiety there's other stuff going on he's not quite quitting he 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 can't control kyler because of all the things that you just listed a minute ago i think he's like look i can't wait to get fired I'm going to, I'm going to dip out for a year and then I'll go OC at Alabama. I'm going to have a great life. I can't wait <laughs> to get away from this kid. Uh, then a second follow-up, uh, would you pick Kyler Russell or white Mike who hate to break it to people, but white Mike was really good this week. And I look forward to seeing what he can do with the jets. It's not bad. Is that the next Broncos quarterback? Mike oh white? man, man, let's get Brock Osweiler. Have you listened to any Brock Osweiler games? Um, he's I commented I, on. I did. I didn't know it was him, and then they showed him in the booth, and he didn't look like he was seven feet tall next to no. whoever you're standing next to. So I was got yeah. real confused if it was him or not. But it was. Yeah, he he does the weird thing where he just won't talk for like two minutes, and you and like no one will talk. And I I, I like it, but it's also very uh, unnerving because I feel like I seem to I seem to like it before I knew it was him, and then I started changing my opinion once I knew it was him. But I think yeah, that's, like that's more on that's more on me and Texans history than it is on him. I just can't with Greg Olson. I can't with anybody right now, honestly. Um, last one, last verses. This is an important one. Tom Holland or Timothy Chalamet. Both are in the news right now because Timothy Chalamet is in the Bones and All cannibalism romance movie. And Tom Holland, there's rumors. He's getting engaged to Zendaya. I don't know how you feel about that. Um, but where do you land on both of the? And, and you could choose that as like just personalities you're, you enjoy following or as professional actors. This one isn't even close either. And I, I, I just... I don't know which side you're going to land on on this one, but it's it's got to be the same side as me to be it's correct. Timothy Chalamet. No, my gosh, stop it! It's Tom Holland. Are you you're serious? Such, you are such a Tom Holland basic B word, honestly, and I mean that with respect. But I knew, I knew it. I, I agree. You're going to do that. I knew you were going to do that. You like this emo situation? What's Timothy Chalamet done that's like really good? You know what? He did a sketch on SNL with Pete Davidson yes. where they were two white rappers and they yes. did like ski skirt. And that's funny, man. That's and there's, really one, there's one other correct answer. Um, the, the person he played in Lady Bird, which no. was like super annoying, but I think that's actually him in real life. <laughs> well, no, him on The King. He was great in The King. He was I really did, I did not see that, to be fair. Um, his role in Don't Look Up. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That was the I'll second best part after Jonah Hill. But the two uh, things that Timothy Chalamet has done is a bit part on Don't Look Up and an amazing sketch on SNL. That's not even true. That's not even true, and you know it, and that's ridiculous that you're even saying Those that. Those are the two things table. that I've seen Timothy Chalamet do really well. I'm going to slack you the video of him and the king and Robert Pattinson trash-talking him in the king as the French Dauphin, Dauphin and telling Timothy Chalamet's character that he has tiny little baby balls. And it's it's great cinema, honestly. It's on Netflix. You can watch it right now. It's an incredible movie. Um, what what is besides Spider Man? What's Tom What's Tom Holland done? Uncharted. Heard of it? 
I was looking for good things. I was looking for, <laughs> for good credits. Do you have any I good just credits? love him. Um, okay, he did that uh, lip syncing thing. Where he, <laughs> umbrella. That was incredible. Sure. You, you should have stretched before you started reaching this hard. That's not a reach. That's not a reach. If those are two things for Timothy Chalamet, then that's not a reach for Tom Holland. He went all the way in. Did you Did you see Dune? No, I did not. It's uh, it's slow. I'll be yeah. honest with you. It's slow. It's there's a lot of staging. Let, let me just address the basic basic B word because I do agree, and and yeah. people are going to think you're being hostile to me. That that that's accurate. But then that no, means all basic B words about certain things. Then that it's means okay. you're being extra, like almost like extra French in trying to like Timothy Chalamet over Tom Holland. So that's the basic and the extra of it all. Okay, like that has to equate because. I don't understand the Timothy Chalamet love. I do think he's a good actor. I'm kind of teasing about some of the other stuff. Do I think he's probably a better theatrical actor than Tom Holland? Yeah, but the full package, I'm taking Tom Holland. You know, um, I think what it really comes down to is I'm more interested in his choices and the unfranchisedness of his IMDb profile. And I know that's not, that's not super fair to use against Tom Holland because Spider-Man... That's an iconic character. Obviously, you have to say yes to that. But I do see an inability for him to disentangle himself from like big IP vacant character properties and more. I, I don't know. What was the movie? It's like the devil. The devil knows you're dead or the devil all the time or something. Uh, the yeah, Netflix I, movie. He's yeah. Did you good see Cherry? That. Cherry. No, I didn't. But I heard good things about that. Yeah. So I like if he, if, he, if he starts doing stuff like that, I'm all in. I do think. Why is he not doing a Back to the Future reboot? Why have we not started that? Why are we not having a conversation? Because if you want a young Michael J. Fox, you got him. He's right here. Let's do something with it. What so, about Justin Long should have done that? That's that's who should have done that. And he's are a, you honestly like are you doing this? Is this like Mike Vrabel should coach Ohio State? Is that your version of this? Are you trying to like provoke me in this? Justin Long, are you serious right now? Justin, did Long. you see the movie Accepted? He was incredible in that movie. I did. I also saw Dodgeball, and and he was uh, incredible in that movie too. Incredible is a word that cannot be used to describe his performance in that. <laughs> I love Justin Long. <laughs> I love Dodgeball, man. I love Dodgeball. I was thinking about showing that to my son, but I remember like the pizza grease on the nipples with Ben Stiller. And I was like, ah, maybe wait a year. I just That's wanna, fine. Like, Come on. I don't want to blow that by is, that out. That is not the worst thing. <laughs> it's not, but it's going to get some questions. And I'm like, do I want to have that conversation about aerial yes. uh, stimulation? Uh, I don't know that I do <laughs> yet. You know, we're just in different places right now, I guess. Um, I, I want to ask this. I wanted to see if you're overacting or underacting about um, the discourse on the internet about the uh, U.S. men's national team. And, you know, obviously we're in the World Cup and we've uh, advanced the knockout round. And some people want to talk about, man, could you imagine this team if they had like, you know, real athletes on it and then soccer fans get really upset about that and they don't it's almost like cancel culture on discussing what if Tyreek Hill was on this team so where do you land on that are you do you think it's okay or are you a Nazi and fascist in like what you can talk about (laughs) I'm not I'm not as such and disavow obviously but uh, I do think that the conversation is is two different parts one part is wouldn't it be incredible if Allen Iverson John Morant Tariq Hill were obsessed with soccer from a young yes. age and to yes. see what they could do on the pitch. That's what we call yes. the, the field in soccer for, for you, Knox. I know you didn't know that. So, but I don't like the idea that like, oh, the U.S. would be so much better. We would beat everybody if they had decided to play soccer. That's the okay. second part. And I'm you not don't like that idea. The- you don't like how true it is or you just don't like. The existence it doesn't make it true because it would be incredible to see John Morant use his feet instead of his hands. Sure, but it is true. We agree. It, it, still it comes, would be true. Nah, it still comes down to coaching. Like, do you want to see LeBron in goal? Like, I'll retweet something from over underachievers about this NBA and NFL players lineup that could be um, a soccer team. It's awesome, and Derrick Henry. Unbelievable. Derrick yeah. Henry is is, is a defender. It's, but that doesn't guarantee they're going to win. That's just not how soccer works. And that is no, the I extent that. of my soccer knowledge. But but I do appreciate, and I know th- some people are listening and actually like wanting to kill themselves uh, listening to this conversation. But I do think it's an interesting conversation of like, look, the reality is there are a lot of great athletes in America. And so many of them, um, because of how slowly the soccer, the affinity for soccer and the professionalization of the U.S. Men's National Team was brought along, um, it got deprioritized. And all these other streamlines, streams of influence and of um, importance were established in baseball, soccer, football, basketball, track and field, et cetera. So it's not an unfair idea to be like, what if that hadn't happened? What if, because I think if, if 
um, in France, they, they did have the NFL. Would Mbappe be playing soccer or would he be running like uh, post routes? I, I don't know, but I do know we have a lot of guys who would look really good out on the field versus um, and, and that's the thing. Like our, our, I think our team's really athletic anyways. And I think they can, they can absolutely run and light it up. I do think there's a coaching uh, component. You're exactly right. But I just, I don't want to feel bad because I like to think about Saquon Bar- Barkley hitting Tyreek Hill on like a deep cross <laughs> and like, and seeing if he could score. I think that's fun to think about and that's okay. That's allowed. You know? I, I, you know, LeBron is a tight end. I mean, this, this has happened in other situations you know, what all sports could Bo Jackson have played? So I, I, I agree. We can have the hypothetical. It would be interesting. But the idea that it's just going to result in the U.S. winning every single World Cup, that's not the case. That's the part. Like, have fun in the hypothetical. Yeah. Don't take it too far. Is Yeah, we'd I'm probably at. win, I don't know, 70% of them. Not all of them. That's <laughs> ridiculous. Nobody can win 100%. Did you hear um, the Jeff Perlman interview about the Bo Jackson book he wrote? Uh, uh, was that Rosillo? It was on Rosillo's show. Yep. It, uh-huh. Are you, are you going to read that book? I think I'm going to listen to it because it sounds fascinating. Knox, I cannot begin to tell you how many books I've not read. I've yeah, read, that's I've fair. read three quarters of one of your books and okay. three quarters of your other book. I get a lot of that, so that's okay. <laughs> that's that's quite all right. But I need to be very clear. That's all I've read. Books. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, books are books, right? Who cares? Who cares? <laughs> I, I, I am going to listen to that one though. I think it's a good listen. I yes. just, I didn't realize evidently how big of an a-hole Bo Jackson was. That's incredible to me. So um, he had to be, did he, did he though? Do people have to be a-holes? People no, but like, did you watch the link that I sent you on that Barry Sanders thing? Yes. Yes. The, the influence of how you're raised in the situational stuff, like Barry Sanders playing behind Thurman Thomas and not getting, a ton of carries, but still was averaging five yards as the backup running back at Oklahoma state after almost not getting recruited and then winning the Heisman and then, you know, NFL MVP and not we, he's my favorite running back. And I think he's the best running back of all time. We've done that before, but it's just circumstance affects a lot of this stuff. And that goes right back to the soccer conversation. Yeah. No, it, it, cultural conditioning. How do you have Thurman Thomas and Barry Sanders in the backfield together and like not play them at the same time? I just, I, I would go full fraternity flag football offense and be like, we got, we got six running backs. So I don't know what we're going to do here. Let's figure it out. H back slot receiver with one of them, whatever it takes. I don't know if Oklahoma state was that advanced in their play calling and their play drawing up uh, at the time, but I don't want to besmirch whoever the coach was either. I, I'm not trying to besmirch old people again, but um, you know, it's kind of like in the eighties when they're like three pointer, Schmidt pointer, who cares? Let's go for this contested jumper 16 feet out. I just, uh, it just doesn't make sense to me a lot of times. So I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't understand. Um, can we talk survivor for a second? Yes, sir. Okay. So you're caught up. I'm caught up. Um, maybe give it like two or three minutes if you're not caught up on this week's episode. Um, and we're going to go straight to our, our first over under the episode, uh, of this episode. But, um, how, how are you feeling at this point in the episode? I do know when I got phase, caught, I got caught Sam. Okay. What'd you get caught on? I got caught as a rookie survivor fan. I didn't see it. Okay, it was more the interviews, and you and you swayed me on that. But my gosh, did Sammy get caught up? Sammy got caught up in the game, mm-hmm. and it just fell apart instantly when he wrote down Carla's name. Why yeah. did he do that? If he was staring at her all last tribal council, not of last night's episode, but the one before it, he was staring at her and like trying to team up with her, and then he went against her, and he was outside of what the plan was. Yeah, it's there is a. This sounds very broad in general and almost stupid in simplicity, but there's a reason young players don't do well because there is just a life experience you have to have. Um, and I think his enthusiasm, uh, and I don't want to say hubris because I don't think he's a bad kid. I think he's a really great kid. Um, it just gets in the way of like wanting to do something versus letting it come to you. And I think you can see that with um, a Jesse or a Carla. I, I got to be honest with you. I was uh, a lot of times. I go in with pretty open mind, but I have pre- preconceived notions of like, this character is going to be dead weight or this isn't, this, she's going to be an easy out. I thought Carla was going to be gone two or three episodes in, but she is unbelievable. What a she bunch, did in that immunity A bunch challenge. of people treat her like they treat Jesse. Like she's some kind of stoic um, centralization point. Yeah. And I thought that she was going to be a loose, more of a loose cannon. She's not, that's on me. Uh, you know, but it's, it's been pretty interesting and, and towards that and, and harnessing your power or harnessing your energy. I cannot believe 
for for who Cody seems to be, like surfer guy, yeah, he is keeping his mouth shut and it together extremely well. When Cody and Jesse eventually flip on each other, that's going to be the best episode. You know, my hope is because there's there's precedent for a power duo. Most of the time, it does. Someone stabs the other. You know, pulls the knife first. But um, several seasons ago, I think it was Vin and Wendell. They started together and they finished together, and it was it was one of my favorite seasons because Wendell was one of my favorite players. But like they never turned on each other, and they're like, "We're just gonna ride this to the end," and they did. So I'm hoping Cody and and Jesse do that. But you're right; I thought Cody would have been more of a loose cannon. He's not. Um, I did think when Jesse got the edit, not this episode, but last episode of like, here's how to pull a heist. That first of all, incredible editing, incredible editing. We don't usually get that ever, um, but that also does, you know it highlights a certain kind of gameplay. And I thought him walking through why he wanted to not vote Sammy or vote Sammy, but trick Carla into voting Cass to break up that a lot. That was, that's next level stuff, man. That's really interesting strategic play right there. So you were just saying how good of an edit that was a couple of episodes ago. I'm starting to learn and pick up a little bit more as we go in. I think this is what 40, this is my third season of watching Mm -hmm. live, if you will. They kept panning over to the jury uh-huh. when Sammy was talking and Noel and James and Ryan were saying, yeah, you're right. Stick up for yourself, Sammy. You got this. That's correct. Yeah. You know what that showed me in that edit? Hmm. I knew Sammy was doomed because the people that lost are siding with the person that's about to lose. Yeah. You're on yeah. the wrong frequency right now. Yeah, you're resonating with the wrong people, right? And I think that's a that's a really good point. And it's also a quirk, not a quirk, um, a subtle uh, utility of the editing staff to do stuff like that, to mess with your expectation. But also, whenever you see them, a background story with background pictures, they're either going to go like monster um, on the episode or they're going home. There's no in between. You know, they, because like they have to rationalize why we're spending this, this much time with this person. A lot of times it does feel like they're going home after you get that. But um, that's when I knew he was kind of doomed, honestly. Do you think that, weirdly, the dirtier Cassie, Cassie is getting, the more attractive she is also getting simultaneously? Yes. It's strange. It really is. Because it shouldn't be working like that. Use different words, but what was my text message to you last night when I was watching the show? That's why I noted, I checked myself because I was like, ooh, don't know what... <laughs> Your text message to me when watching um, Survivor was that when Ashley and I go out to eat with other couples and talk about it, that it makes you jealous. Um, is that the one you're talking about? No, that was, oh, it was a different fa- one. <laughs> <laughs> you having drinks giving. I don't care if you go out and talk with other couples sure. about Survivor. Sure. I wish that. Our couple and your couple and Andre's couple could go out to dinner and have It'd be great. Dr- drinks It'd be great. and yep. drinksmiths together. When I heard it's that not windy the, here. When I heard it's that on the here. podcast, I got jealous of that. Sure. No what about my true. next text? But thanks for exposing that one and I will leave it in. <laughs> uh the next one was you said that Cass and Cody should be a couple. Why aren't we doing this? How are they not hooking up? Is that not the exact couple? That would just vibe together completely. They re- listen. They really would because before every immunity challenge, me and the kids we pick who we think is going to win. You know, which also that little advantage wrinkle that was fascinating. What a great, what a great idea. I love that aspect of Cody getting to bet on someone. You know, because it tilts the game, but not like so decidedly. Um, but I was this like, has Cass- been my favorite season by far. It's been it's been one of the best I've seen in a long time. I've loved it. But I was like, Cass is going to win this because she is so chill all the time and she like looked so comfortable for the three hours she was underwater and i thought cody was gonna win it because he's surfer guy from hawaii yeah yeah that man that didn't work out but she was quickly behind that like it was crazy yeah. that owen it was crazy that cody bet on owen first of all i didn't see that in owen and I it was didn't. also crazy so shout out to owen it was also crazy i know owen's a listener so shout out to you yeah and it was also crazy that carla lasted that long I can't Not like it. any preconceived. Like I just thought that Cassidy, Cassie, and Cody were going to be the ones ones that were battling it out against each other. Yeah, I just I've continuously underestimated Carla 
to my incorrect perceptions. And, I'm and just Gabler so... and Owen, they're all still here and they're not getting attacked. Yeah, Gabler, I think Gabler and Owen. Goat Gabler, status. Donkey. Yeah, and, and Owen, he hit the nail on the head. The fact that he literally was on the wrong side of every single vote except the first one. Um, you can't win when that happens. You just can't. It's just how it is. So uh, he's here for a good time, not here for a long time, you know. Um, but yeah, a great season. Great episode. Um, I can't wait to see how it resolves in the next couple of weeks. Um, okay, let's go ahead and head to our first over-under. And this is uh, also from our text thread. You sent, uh, I saw this on the internet. I thought it was a joke. But you did send us the trailer for Cocaine Bear. So I did watch it and I made extensive notes. So the really, really the, the question I have for you is, um, knowing what this is about, knowing who's involved, how many Oscars do you think Cocaine Bear will win? I've got it at one and a half. I almost put it at two and a half. Felt a little aggressive, so I'm going to stick with one and a half. It's over. I would have taken over at two and a half too, but I just don't want to – I don't want to be overreactive. I don't want to be a prisoner at the moment. But um, I don't understand how this doesn't come home with all the awards you know, in February. Do you know why I was immediately in on this movie when the trailer started? Um, is it Ray Liotta? No, it's not Ray Liotta. Okay. It is um, the gentleman that gets hit under the door, the first the paramedic. Yes. And yes. do you know who that is? He That's does the those... guy who does the like the IKEA, the boomers, the, like here's yes. I can't afford a house. Yes. Scott Sice, I think is his name. <laughs> he looked familiar to me and I was like, I gotta see if this is the guy. And it is the guy. I don't know. We're not gonna put a link to the show notes. Um if you know you know. But um yeah, he's he's really funny. I was worried that he was the star and I was like, this is a bad I was, I was, I was still in. I thought he, I didn't think he was a star. I thought he was about to die in that moment because he just met, um, cocaine bear, but sure. What was the, we've not been overly nice to a certain city in the U S and do you know what city this movie takes place in? Uh, is it Knoxville? It is. <laughs> Listen, if you read the true story, the true story is not really that sensational about this. Um, but it does, um, I can't remember the guy's name. It's something Andrew Thornton, I think is his name. It's based around a central character who was behind the original true story of dumping cocaine and then parachuting out of that plane with cocaine strapped to him. Um, but having so much cocaine that his, he was too heavy for his parachute. So he died and he hit this guy's driveway in Knoxville and like died on the driveway. But man, like, look, I love the regionality of it. I love that Carrie Russell's in this. I love that uh, young Han Solo is in this. I love that Elizabeth Banks is doing this. I'm not, I'm not convinced she's a great director, but maybe this will be good. I don't know. It's going to be fun. It just looks like it's going to be fun. Yeah. I don't like horror um, movies or gory movies, but this, I'm going to, I'm going to see this, not in theaters. Let's all calm down. But when oh, this is on, oh, Peacock, I'm going to see this in theater. I'm oh, going to see no, this in theater I'm right now. This in theaters. Oh, what, I what if they're like really ripping apart people? I saw like in the trailer, like an arm on the ground, like this might be a pause or two involved in this. Look, man, this is like if, um, Sharknado was Southern fried and a little bit more intentionally <laughs> put into it. Yeah. Yeah. Highbrow Sharknado. That's a good, that's a better way. To Highbrow Southern Sharknado. I'm in. Tell me where to, tell me where to buy the ticket. I'm going to watch this. Just, it was the bear for me. It was the bear Olympic broad jumping into the back of an ambulance <laughs> for me that's what sold i'm me. telling you this was a great trailer i i'm i'm such a i'm such a slut for trailers we know yep. that but this was mm -hmm. a really really good trailer i'm not saying the movie's gonna be good but this was a really good trailer they're, when they're talking to ray liotta and they're telling him what's going on is really yeah. good you can't figure out who lives or dies in this trailer <laughs> freaking marco martindale is in this you know? know o'shea jackson uh jr is in this i just yeah i loved it at different points i was like is this is this a horror movie? Is this a comedy? What is I know. this? I know. Exactly. <laughs> That's why it feels like the actual movie is going to be messy, but the trailer was fun. And I liked on Carrie Russell's face as she's acting in this. You could tell she's going through the same process of like, what am I in? What is this? What are we doing? So we're both taking the over uh, on Oscar wins. Uh, I think original screenplay. I think best picture probably. And then I think Carrie Russell or Alden Aaron Reich is probably going to get And that. some kind of write-in award for Ray Liotta's last role. Of course, of course. This will be when they do like the um, Remember Me montage, you know? Do you think it'll be a scene from this movie? Oh, yeah. Over, over Goodfellas? It might just be all of his scenes from this movie. God, I hope so. One can only hope. Um, okay, uh, next over under. Let's talk about this Hugh Freeze thing, Jason. Do we, do we have to? I mean, no, we don't. This guy going to Auburn, like, that's just such a fit. It, yes, it is because of it's just two messy B words. 
uh, getting in business with each other, you know, and honestly, because I talked about it on the podcast this week, I'd known about the, uh, you know, door dashing escort escorts at Ole Miss. Everyone knew about that. I didn't know about the high school issues he'd had with disciplining, uh, disciplining young women, um, and confronting young women, which is wild, um, wild to the extent that Auburn hired him, but they were like, but you also have to agree to not get on social media, which is just a great start that you want to have with your coach. And they had to hire a PR firm immediately, like a babysitter, a a social media babysitter to a a pre-crisis, uh, (laughs) consultation group. I just, I love it. That couldn't be a better omen for the tenure of Hugh Freeze. So the over-under I want to talk about is how many Hugh Freeze controversies will we get over the course of his term as head coach of Auburn? I'm going to set it, you know, I had a one and a half. I'm going to actually go two and a half. I'm going to make you take the three. If you want the three, I'm taking the under. You taking the under? Okay. Why? You know what? It, it, you can't do any more, Hugh. You can't. Oh, oh, baby, the, oh, the, baby! You underestimate what a coach. The list is already to. too wild, and the way that these these things came to light is also wild. He coached from a hospital room. <laughs> well, maybe it wasn't Which a hospital even room, bad. but it was it's like a bad. you know, it's like some kind of a. He coached from a hospital bed. Yeah. In a I know, but I'm just suite. saying, like he's done the wild stuff. So the case is, he is he is losing Clark to the end of the continent, and it's like there's nowhere else to go. I've, right. I need to settle down and like start a family now. Uh, but it's Auburn. It's Auburn. You know, something's got to happen. Somebody's got to get into trouble. I think you can talk me into two controversies, and I don't even know. I, I don't even have the imagination capability. That's my point. I can't even think what else it's going to be for how. Okay. Uh, let's just like let's just think about this rationally though. There's an election coming up in a couple of years. Is he gonna have thoughts? Oh uh, yeah, he's gonna have thoughts on it. But he's not gonna have a social media smart. account. No, but he's gonna be interviewed. And like, Coach Freeze, what do you think about uh, plans to maybe build the wall back up? We're gonna get some answers on that. It's not gonna be great. Um, and I think all it takes is one smart aleck reporter and him to go off and somehow like sexually harass someone while giving a sermon like a parable on a sermon from Galatians or something. Um, I don't know, man. I just, I, I've, I believe in Hugh Freeze enough to have two controversies. I do. And, and, you know, you just don't know what's going on with any of these college coaches or a lot of people in life, but this is just, it's a wild, it's a wild pairing. It is. And it's like, uh, what's the same when someone shows you who they are, believe them the first time. And, uh, Hugh Freeze obviously has his, has his baggage, but I think more than anything, he's a person with a propensity for stepping in it. And when you like Captain Planet with our powers combine that with a program who also has a superpower of stepping in it, I just don't, I don't understand how. But his time at Liberty was so clean, Knox. <laughs> it, yeah, 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 it was. And Auburn's handled Brian Harson in that situation really well too. So maybe they're <laughs> turning it around. Now, the, we talk about controversy. Do you think he's he's going to be good? Do you think Auburn's going to be good? I don't know. I don't know because with Brian Kelly over there and is 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 uh, Jimbo going to figure it out or not? That no. is a hard division to play in. Yeah, but you know what? Like uh, embrace debate, you know, uh, devil's advocate here. Um, Jimbo's swirling the drain. Uh, I think Nick Saban's probably – on his last legs, I would be stunned if like we get the offseason announcement that Nick Saban's done. And I think it's more because you have now going forward, you have to be someone who wants to deal with the NIL. And that was the only knock on Luke Fickle uh, and the only worry about him. Is, is he going to worry? Is he going to deal with the NIL? I don't know. I don't see Saban as somebody. I don't see him wanting to oversee that. Hugh Freeze seems made for the NIL. He's doing the NIL before it's legal, right? It don't miss. So I think he's going to be really, really good at it. And I think he's a good football coach, you know? Well, of course he is, but you got to stay out of the other stuff and you got to be able to uh, adapt healthily, right? And I think Staben, he doesn't deal with any of the NAL stuff. That's that's what my guess would be. Sure. It's sure. just it's just a choice of how long he wants to go and the the level of success for the length of success that Alabama had is already unprecedented. So if it stops for a couple of years and it's LSU or whomever steps up for a couple of years, that's not going to be the biggest surprise to anybody. And then Saban might run, you know, rip off another seven to 10 year run and then be done. But I, I, I'm with you. I can't imagine Saban's going to go on forever, but these people are crazy, man. Yeah. But you know, I think the whole reason he was successful and he liked what he was doing 
was because total power and not that kids couldn't transfer before, but now they are incentivized to transfer in a way that he just can't control. He, and I think that's no where Brian Kelly's going to take a step forward because he seems kind of like that. Well, not quite Hugh Freeze. I'm not saying that for, for, for Brian Kelly, but he seems like, yeah, sure. Come play for a year, leave after a year, do whatever. But you're going to get yelled at when, when you're here and it's going to be me yelling at you and I want to win games. Yeah, I, I think you're right. It, it reminds me a little bit of Coach K who didn't like the one and dones. And then suddenly, guess who has all the one and dones? It's Coach K. And you got to be adaptable. So I could, I, look, uh, for the next five years, if, if I had to bet on two teams, Auburn and LSU are pretty interesting to me in terms of them being successful in the SEC West. So, well, and don't forget about Lane. He, he's great in that space. I still think he's going to end up elsewhere. Where? Well, now we know it's not Auburn. Auburn so where do you think it's going to be? Sadly, it's not Nebraska, you know. I think it's going to be in the end. <laughs> That's not fair. <laughs> I think it's going to be like UNC. I can see I can see Lane in UNC colors. Can I say something weird? Permission to say something really bizarre? Granted. What if Lane's like, I'm going to hang out here until Nick retires. And then you, you can either have Dabo or you can have old Lane. Who it's going to be, it's going to be Dabo. <laughs> God, is anybody excited about Dabo? Is anybody like, oh my gosh, we got Dabo? Well, there's another guy that can't stand the NIL, and maybe he's not figured it out yet, right? He needs to hand that off, like Nick probably has. Mr. Saban, excuse me. God, Dabo is like Hugh Freeze. He's like the the shoulder angel to Hugh Freeze's shoulder devil, but you don't like either of them, you know? You don't want either of them talking to your ear. Um, so it's it's just a a, a different problem to have. Okay, let's go Camo close to the pin here. Uh, and we're going we're gonna to migrate out. We're going to innovate here on the fly, you know. Um, and instead of being so athlete-focused, we're going we're gonna to get into the, into the world of pop culture and acting. So uh, for this first one, and as a reminder, we are uh, currently knotted at a – I have a 4 to 3.25 lead over you, Jason. And all of those points are the result of um, us picking the uh, personal price and then the business price exactly correct. Which honestly, what a streak for both of us! I think congratulations to both of us in that regard. So you picked two correct on personal and one correct on business last week. You got all four points last week. That's right. That's right. I did. I wasn't trying to brag, but thank you. That is true. That is technically true. <sighs> um, so uh, we are going to uh, select Freddie Prince Jr. because I feel like I'm starting to see a few more profiles of him. You know, like what happened to Freddie Prince Jr.? What's the next act for Pre- Freddie Prince Jr.? I want to ask you. I feel like you're you're someone who has strong feelings about Freddie Prince Jr. Love him. Do you, is he uh, is his career more than what it should have been, less of what it should have been, or about what it should have been? About what it should have been. I think he made the correct amount of money for the acting skill that he has. Yeah. I just happen to really like him on screen. And nothing wrong with that. And, and I think you're right. I think people will tell themselves he should have had a better career. But I think he has, I don't know what the right term for it is, but I call it Josh, Josh, uh, Hartnett. no, uh, Dumel, Josh Dumel face. Ah. Okay. G- game changers. Too hot to be serious, but not good enough at acting to make him make sense in your project, you know? But he, but that's the thing is like the projects that he does show up in, like the Mighty Ducks, that's a mm-hmm. good place for him. It's perfect. He's perfect in Mighty Ducks. He's perfect. It is sad that all the kids went through puberty. So that was an adjustment for all of us uh, in, the, in the in the living room, you know. Especially Maxwell, we were just like Maxwell's getting Maxwell's got gains now, you know. He's uh, <laughs> getting some muscle, you know, looking thick across the chest and the arms. And I'm happy for him, but he's just not like that cuddly kid that you know we all grew to adore. So it's just tough. Just you know, it's just different for us now. So um, okay, so Freddie Prince Jr. and you know, getting into actors is interesting because I don't know how they value themselves yet. You know, I know how athletes kind of do. I feel like I have a handle on athletes now, but actors who like. They are the commodity. Can we hire. It's gonna be. Lower. I don't have a handle on any of it, so I appreciate that you're locked in. But I am absolutely not. My numbers are seventy five dollars and twenty five hundred dollars. Okay, I went two hundred for his personal price and five k. Okay, I'm just thinking actors have to have a little more respect of themselves than athletes, right? I think he's pretty humble, and his wife makes a ton of money too. They got that Scooby-Doo money, probably, so they don't need this. <laughs> they got the Buffy money, charity. man. Yeah. I did look for a cocaine bear, but there was not a cocaine bear. <laughs> so There was that freaking turkey. Oh, my God. I forgot about that. Freddie Prince Jr. is available for $150. Dang it. $150 business video price is $1,050. So I did not get that, but I do take the personalized video. What was the business? 
one thousand fifty dollars. One zero five zero. Weird. That's weird. It's a weird number. I might be out on Freddie Prince just because of that. Yeah, I don't like Not it. Um, he is. Uh, he looks great in his cameos. Yes, like he my, does. He knows where the light is. I think that's the biggest differentiator. Is with athletes, coaches, you don't know how they're going to light this thing, but actors always look like a million bucks. He was born he a star. He just never got the acting chops. Yeah. You're not wrong. He's got a 4.97 rating, 183 reviews. Nora most recently said, I'm speechless. Thank you a lot for this message, Freddie. I wish nothing but the best for you as well. I'm working on what you told me, and I've been to a couple of therapies, and they do help. So, like, I don't oh know my what gosh. Freddie said. <laughs> that was heavy. <laughs> so, I kind of want to get work. a cameo from Freddie, too. Good for too. her getting help. I love that. And again, inside baseball on this, like, you know, the ones we had to do for the live show, you get like 25 characters to tell the, not 25 words, 25 character spaces. So you don't get to say a lot. So you leave it to them. So for Freddie to like solve her emotional problems, I'm impressed. I'm just impressed. Wow. I'm all the way back in now. I'm all the way back in as well. Um, Okay. That's going to do it for this episode of the Over Underachievers. Before you go, please remember to follow the show on Twitter at OUAchievers and on Instagram at Over Underachievers. Also, if you want to spread the word, you can do so by leaving a five-star rating review. But the better way to do it is share the show with a friend. Send them a link. Make a recommendation. All that is super helpful for us. Uh, As always, I'm Knox. I'm Jason. We'll see you next time.